0: On today's episode, I'm joined by a great friend of mine, Gislain. Interesting fact is, G used be my, my supervisor eight, nine years ago. Being two big UFC fans, two big sports fans in general, we grew a friendship that still lasts till today. We had planned to bring you an hour where we discuss a variety of sports topics, but as it tends to happen when we meet and talk sports, one hour tended to well over two hours of fun sports talk and debates. But not to worry, we won't bore you with the full two plus hours, but what we will give you is our state of UFC, with the rest of our conversation to be released later this week. So I hope you enjoy. All right, got a special guest for you guys today. It's my man, G. It's been a long time coming. Uh, I think we talked about this, what, like... A month or two ago before I even started the whole podcast.
1: Yeah, man. We did. Uh, but now you're finally here. Thanks for
0: joining me, man. How you doing, bro?
1: I'm doing fine. Um uh, actually thanks for inviting me. And you're doing great. Uh I listened to you, I've been listening to some of your episodes, man. It's you know Thank you. Thanks. Uh you know, so I hope we're gonna have a good, great
0: debate. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's gonna be good, man. It's gonna be good. We got a lot to talk about, so Today, we'll touch a bit on UFC. Of course, you know we got to talk about your boy, John Bum Jones, as I call him.
1: It's all right. It's all right. <laughs> you, you meant to say Bones, B-O-N-E-S.
0: The bum, as you heard me say. <laughs> uh, we, we're going to talk about this weekend fight. I know we're going to talk Greg Hardy, Leon Edwards, your boy RDA, what that means for him. and We'll touch a bit on the upcoming card, UFC 240 coming out this weekend. Uh, and of course, we got to talk about the big fight, Pacquiao Thurman this weekend. That was a that was a good one. And then to make it interesting, I thought we'd finish it off with uh, talking about a couple of your teams since it looks like you're set up for another terrible year of losing once again. But hey, it's nothing new for
1: you. Do you do you <laughs> want me to name them right now? Or? We'll get to that. We'll uh... get to that.
0: But first off, let's start. Uh, y'all heard the news. I talked about it on my last episode. Uh, the disappointment that is John Jones once again hit the news for the wrong reasons. So we still don't have full details to know. Uh, you know what they say: innocent until proven guilty. But the reports are there was, there's a warrant out for John Jones' arrest for supposedly choking. And I thought he was a stripper, but it's actually a waitress at the strip club.
1: It's a waitress. It's a waitress. Come
0: on. So, so before I even get into it, what you got to say about? To the in defense of your boy who's once again in the news for the wrong reasons? Two things.
1: <clears throat> First thing is do, can you believe that actually that waitress she made that report after she got home? Not when she was at the are strip we, club. Hold are, on, hold, hold, are we hold, shaming the victim? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Just pointing it out. So either she's lying, if she's not lying, then you know what? I'm going to have to give up on my boy, John Jones. But first, I'm pretty sure he didn't do it. Because... First of all,
0: I'm going to call you out right now. All you yes. John Jones fans are lying. Don't lie to me saying I'm going to stop supporting it. You're lying until he shows up on the next card and Dana White says the greatest mace martial artist of all time and you know you're going to hit me up. Are we watching the fight? So first off, don't you be lying to me.
1: Are we lying? Are we <laughs> lying? Are we lying about being him the, the GOATs? Uh, listen, I'm going to tell you. No, 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 answer. Yes, yes or no. I'm
0: going to answer because I addressed this on my podcast and I'm going to reinstate the same way I feel. The moment you cheat, it takes away from any accomplishment you had. This goes for anybody. Anderson Silva to me was the greatest. And the day I found out he got caught cheating, he can lie and say Viagra pills, whatever the fuck he wants to say. The hey, truth is, yeah, I cannot give him credit <laughs> for all this accomplishment for the simple fact that there's an asterisk. You know, I look at my man, Floyd Mayweather. You know how many times he got caught cheating? Never. Zero. I know. You know, look at a guy. Look at a guy like DC.
1: Zero.
0: Right? Yeah. And you know what's funny? I can go through the UFC roster and name you at least 20 fighters that I know for a fact. If you go test them at 3 in the morning, they still going to test. They're not going to test positive. But for some reason, your boy John Jones, whether it's a nanogram, a picogram, he always keeps getting caught. If it's not cocaine, it's drink driving if it's not drug driving, he's smoking weed if he's not smoking weed he's in the strip club choking a waitress we don't allegedly allegedly There allegedly, we go
1: Please,
0: but keyword but I'm gonna say this though when you're in that level though, when you have that much of a stature and you've already lost so much because of your checkered past should you be in that situation in that situation
1: yes or no you have to understand one thing this like this is what I always say about John Jones. When did he become a champion? He was the first youngest champion ever. This this kid, when he came, I mean, he's no longer a kid, but when he came the first he time, he was a kid. He was a kid. He destroyed the whole roster. We're talking about Rampage. We're talking about like Mashida. Mashida. We're and, talking about legends. I, I'll you. give you that. I agree. And the way he destroyed them at his age, it was. Unseen. I'm so I think what Impressed. you're telling me is hold on, hold since on, he got hold off on, the cocaine on, he's not knocking people
0: out. <laughs> no, 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 no,
1: no, no. This is what I'm saying is this. We've seen this with younger athletes Yeah. where like when they became like so, so successful at just at the beginning of their,
0: their career. professional
1: career, yeah. mm-hmm. sometimes they go like off, off yep. the road. Yeah. Same thing as for music, m- musician.
0: Yep, yep. We can talk about
1: Chris Brown. Agreed, agreed. Right? But here we go. But right now, I'm going to be honest with you. The last, this last, um, I'd say, allegation, I really don't believe in it. But you know what? I hear you. I understand you. And that's why I'm like, for now, like, I'm going to be honest with you. You know how many times I've defended him. So many times. But this one, if this happened and he's guilty, trust me, I'm going to be like, you know, there's a time where you... Disassociate you got Yeah,
0: you,
1: you have to draw the line you have to draw the line between the champion, the athlete, and the man. And at his age, he's like 31, 32. Yeah. But you know the sad thing is
0: I like what you just said, right? You gotta separate the man, the athlete, right? But the thing is, I think at this point it's really a judgment on both, right? Because you're an athlete, the way you live. That's your what life, I'm saying. Right? Sorry, sorry,
1: that's what I'm saying. Exactly. Like, especially if you hit that 30 man. If yeah. you hit 30, I what 32. 32, yeah, 31, 32. Yeah, 32 this year, I think. Yeah. Yes, I'm sorry, man. There's You cannot tell me anything. And on top of that, I'm sorry, he has girls. He has daughters. What are you going to talk about? Now?
0: And my thing is, why are you out here at the strip club? Because like you said, he got daughters. Doesn't he have a fiancé or a
1: girlfriend, whatever it is? Forever fiancé. Hey, <laughs> shout-out to him. That's the
0: one thing I give him respect for. Secure the bag, yeah Yeah. Man. But anyways... This is the one thing that, like, I get this. And, look, I'm going to be honest. I'm not even going to hide it. I don't support John Jones. Part of me lose respect for Dana White for even trying to throw that narrative about Jones being the greatest. That bothers me. But I'm going to keep it real, though. At a certain point, if you have a team behind you and they value what you mean and what your legacy is, somebody should have stepped in and told them, you should not be there. But why are you out here? There's no reason to be out there. And the truth is, you should literally limit your exposure as much as you can to make sure that you capitalize. He says he wants, what, 20 title defenses? Be, hold the record that's never going to be broken? Is it hard to believe that he could do it? He could do it. So but my thing up. is
1: this. Let's go back. Sorry. Sorry to interrupt you. Let's go no. back a little bit on uh, Dana. Mm-hmm. You said that you kind of, like, blame him for jumping the wagon. I mean, not jumping, but joining the wagon. <laughs> right. But the thing is, you have to remember one thing. Like, this is the thing that I'm not surprised with Dana White. Two things I'm well, going to say. Yeah. Not even one thing. Two things. D- Dana White used to, when he when he started with the UFC, he, he used to be, I think, a bouncer or something like uh, in Las Vegas. I don't know about that. I know he used to promote boxing. But yeah, yeah, he used to promote boxing. So, he, for him, it's all about entertainment.
0: No, of course. Dan- of hold, course. On, hold on, hold
1: on. Second thing. I will never forget about Dana White. When... Your boy McGregor, yeah. Threw, what did he throw again?
0: Yeah, the whatever it called the the dolly, the to dolly the, to the in, in the bus.
1: Yes. What did Dana say? He was like, "Yeah, half apologies, whatever shit." I agree, but he still promoted McGregor. Yeah, and I get it. He's doing the same thing. He's for John doing Jones. the same thing. He's been doing this because he knows right now his cash cow is John, John Jones. Jones. If McGregor wasn't. If McGregor was still, on, like, out there on the market right now. Yep, yep. He would, like, he, he would throw him under the bus. I don't think so, because this is the problem. I think the
0: UFCs are at a situation now where they don't have that many star power. Uh Ronda's out, right? Um, you have and then, Nunez, what was, the lioness. By the way, Nunez, the gold, <laughs> big shout out to her, but she's not bringing money, right? That's the truth. And the funny thing is, John Jones is pretty much their big superstar but I don't know if he's getting those pay-per-view numbers like we like like Connor was. Well, first of all, we know no one's beating Connor. But I mean, is he really getting those pay-per-view numbers? I feel like, am I wrong to say maybe Holloway might be one of the most the most popular guys that they have on the roster left? Nah, John. But John, you are right though, John Jones. But you are right though, he's milking John Jones for what he is. It just annoys me when I hear him say go. It's just like, listen, I'm sorry, but you got a guy who's known for cheating. And now you put, sorry, you signed up with different protocols in place to catch cheaters that are trying to hide their cheating. And your response to this is,
1: oh, the technology is too advanced. It's supposed to get more advanced so we can catch those cheaters. Let me tell you something about maybe like, I'm going to dive in a little bit in that uh, Dana's mentality mm. mindset. I don't think this is what it's doing. He knows any person who's where work, he's working in entertainment. I know this is both, but it's also entertainment, yeah, yeah. Very right? very true. What sucks? It's about evil versus good. I like that. People and, love and you know that. what's funny.
0: I've heard someone make that point. I don't remember who it was on. I believe it was on ESPN saying that that it's you know John Jones is pretty much getting this image like a Floyd Mayweather. This is the difference, though. First of all, it's not true. Connor was copying off Floyd Mayweather's page, page, uh, you know, Floyd Mayweather's bill. But he didn't put up his wife, though. <laughs> or, his, or the money. Uh, or the <laughs> boxing skills. But the problem I have with John Jones is this. Floyd never cared, nor does he even care about people liking him. Once he made that change from Pretty Boy to Floyd Money Mayweather, fought to uh, De La Hoya, came out dressed up in the, in the Mexican yeah. flag, in the sombrero, he knew people weren't going to like him. And he embraced it. Your boy John Jones is still how you're begging for people to like him, and this is why I don't—I I couldn't like him. It's pathetic to see a man trying so hard to get your approval. It's like just be yourself. I understand, and you know it's but real. It's you real. know that's real. real. The guy doesn't have any charisma. It's sad to see, and he's forcing it when I'm watching him. And so my thing is this: they're trying to paint this whole "oh, you want to see the bad guy lose," but the truth is, and I'm saying this because from 80% of UFC fans that I know. Y'all are all infatuated with John Jones. John Jones, the greatest. He's amazing.
1: That's all I keep let, hearing. Okay, I'm gonna rephrase something. What I was talking about, it was through Dana's lenses, right? The way he sees it. Oh yeah, no, it's no, like no, everybody. Agree. You see the same way. you like he right has now. Sell, right? Here we go. Right now, you are really passionate, and you're talking about. We were talking about uh view. Yeah. If right now he was set up another fight between John Jones and DC, it's gonna be packed. Oh, for sure. It's going to be... Because everybody... But not, not everybody. Not trilogy always sell. It is. It's not even the trilogy. But the way he's going to even sell it, watch it when he's going to do those UFC come but, down.
0: But you're right, though. One thing I can't disagree with it, you, the UFC does a great job marketing. They do. And also, the one thing Dana does, well is try to control the narrative. Here we and go. that's what that's they're doing what with does. John Jones. Here we go. And I, that's why I feel obligated to come out and keep reminding people how much of a bum he is, how stupid <laughs> he is. And what also bothers me is this. It would have been better if I didn't have to come here and talk all that smack, smack about him, but I know he has a team because he's making a lot of money. There's a lot of money on the line. Hell yeah. So why would, if those people really care about him, somebody should have stepped up and said, what the hell are you doing here? You should not be here. You are putting yourself in a position where you're making yourself a target. There's no reason. It, you can't be six, however tall he is, thinking you're gonna walk in the strip club, nobody gonna notice you. You black living in Albuquerque.
1: Alleged, alleged, alleged.
0: He's <laughs> you black Your living Honor. in Albuquerque, New Mexico. You saw Breaking Bad. Was there a lot of black people in there?
1: Alleged. <laughs> Obstruction. <laughs> Obstruction, uh. <laughs> Your Honor. But before,
0: before we get carried away, I want to talk about, so last weekend we at the, the UFC fight night. Um, we saw Greg Hardy. Hardy fight Juan Matthews. I didn't so, watch that one, though. 45 seconds, 45.
1: and Greg Hardy
0: made light work of Juan Adams with a barrage of punches. Greg got dropped, tried to hold on to Greg Hardy's legs, but after about 20-plus uninsert punches, the ref called it. The ref had no choice. It is what it is. I think that makes, what, four or five wins for Greg Hardy, And, uh, of course, he had that one D- disqualified uh, DQ DQ loss there. Uh, so, that's right. Five and one for Greg Hardy beating one Adams. Um,
1: so, more well, first
0: off, let me get, what's your take on Greg Hardy?
1: He doesn't have skills, man. Eesh, tell us how you really feel. Honestly, he doesn't have skills. I mean, yes, he can throw punches. That's great. But I have a feeling every time like, he steps into the octagon, mm-hmm. his opponents, uh, they are scared. And it's, it's like they already defeated before even they step in the octagon because they have this Greg Hardy uh, image when he was still playing for the Dallas football. football yeah, like yeah, he's a best. So when they step inside of the octagon... So you're saying the fight
0: is already lost.
1: It's already lost. But give him like nganu.
0: <laughs> well, first of all, can everybody calm down? Because I have this debate, and I make the same point as you. Craig hardy has been fighting a bunch of cans. They haven't really given him a real fight Thank you. Thank so you. I agree with you. But Thank let's you. not throw him against Ngannou. First of all, Ngannou next up for a title. shot. Okay. So okay.
1: Really that was a bait. That was a bait. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> that <those> was a bait. <laughs> but, but let's but check
0: the we'll well, But you, you I, know one point I want to make I find huh? this funny, since we talk about Dana White. Dana... Again, good job promoting, marketing the business, marketing the fights. Dana is just, he'll lie and say, oh no, we put that, we set up the best fights. Listen, hell no. if you were really setting up the best fight, Craig Gardner would have had a real opponent yet. All his wins come in first round wins. The only time we saw him go the second round, I believe he got scared in the, in the octagon and he threw that knee because he didn't want to face another round. That's what I think. There we go. That's just my opinion. Here we go. But the thing, this is my problem. You look at a guy like Greg Hardy, Dana White's going out of his way to kind of build this kind of narrative. He's five and one. And even when Dana talks about it, he says, well, he didn't really lose the fight. He got DQ'd because he didn't know better. But when you keep looking at the trends, what I keep seeing is they're building this guy up, giving him easy fights to build a name for himself. I remember a guy named Sage Northcutt was supposed to be the next big thing. You remember the Ken, Ken doll-looking dude?
1: What is he right now?
0: Yeah, but what happened? <laughs> Dana White gave him some real competition. Yes. They really showed him what it's really about to be in the UFC, and now he's already out the roster. You remember a guy named Sage I think CM he's Hart. even
1: injured, actually. He's well, not injured. Oh, no,
0: he's not in the UFC roster
1: anymore. No, 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 no. no. I know, but he's uh, a uh, new promotion is it one? I think it's on one. Yeah, program. on one. He got injured at probably. Yeah. Whatever, cares? yeah. Ain't nobody watching Savage <laughs> cut <laughs> Anyways. But look at another
0: guy. You remember another guy named CM Punk? Well, yeah. Exactly. And what did they do to him when he first got into Octagon? Gave him Mickey Gall. That was no joke. Yeah. And let's be honest, that was a setup. Like it if was. we thought Mayweather McGregor was a heist, that was a setup. That was not even right. Like, if we can give Greg Hardy all these no-name guys that he gets to walk through, why didn't CM Punk get some easy, easy, easy cans so he can fight, right? You told him in there with Mickey Gall, who, who's the real deal, can still fight in the, in this UFC, right? So this is where I stand on it. Uh, but what's funny about this is we were just talking about it before the episode. Your boy,
1: Walt Harris, will not make for a good fight. Cool. Walt Harris, Greg Hardy? Actually, but- before even we jump to Walt Harris, um, I was actually checking the heavyweights, rankings right now
0: oh yes what we got what Ooh. we got so so let me guess of course dc my man dc the goat
1: yeah he's Keep the going. goat right now and um your Steve man Bay? i mean your man greg hardy he's not Just even the top 25 ever, do, do not ever disrespect
0: me. <laughs> do not ever do you say my man heavyweight we can stick with Steve I, I i i
1: i okay no, first of
0: all greg hardy is not ranked i don't believe he's ranked.
1: he's not even ranked no okay and all all the opponents is, uh, he's been. Uh, his face are unranked. His face right now they're unranked. That's right. So I'm like, okay, you know what? Maybe the next fight, let's give him like in those top twenty five, even top fifteen, top twenty. I agree. I, uh, think, I think it has to be. Yeah, but you know it? what? Actually, I want him a uh, a fight against bon, uh, what's his name? Against Ben Rothwell, who just lost again Andre uh Alof Alavkoski Ol- Alavsky
0: but but one thing for you, quick question. Your boy Walt
1: Harris, is he right? Oh yeah. Eleven boy. Yeesh. And what 11.
0: about your, what about your boy you just said?
1: Uh, who? Holowski. Um he's uh 17.
0: That that's more that's more doable. But like you said, I think somebody who's top twenty, top twenty-five for sure, needs to be the next fight. I'm just tired of hearing Craig Hardy being promoted and really him not really fighting anyone of consequence.
1: I have a feeling like Walt, Walt Harris, they're going to give him like, you know, in the top 10, maybe Derek Lewis, Derek Lewis. Yeah, but he's unranked. So the truth is, he's should... number six. Who, Walt Harris, number six? No, no. Walt Harris is number 11. Oh, he's 11. Yeah. Wow. And uh, we're talking about Delic- yeah. uh, Derek Lewis. I think, I think if you just the, lost two fights,
0: but if you're in the UFC, you want to give them, you want to build that name up. And I think you're going to give him an easier opponent. And when I say Why? easier, when I say easier, I just mean someone between, between five and 10 and don't you see Derek Lewis again. Okay. Because the problem 5 is... Five and that- ten.
1: Okay. Derek Lewis is number six, right? Yeah. Number five.
0: How are you going back? Anyways, go.
1: Junior Dos De- Santos.
0: I'll be honest. I think a lot of guys want to prove... So okay. I'm going to
1: say this because this leads to my next point. Okay. Alexander I mean, no- Volkov. No, no, no.
0: I'm okay with, San- okay. The, uh, with the Junior Dos Santos because this is my thing for your boy. Junior, the truth is, I think he's becoming... Some people say gatekeeper. I call them stepping stones. I mean, no disrespect when I say this, but I feel like for these new heavyweights coming up, once they reach the top 10, to prove that they're in the upper echelon, the elite of the heavyweight, if you beat Junior Dos Santos, that's kind of what you're proving, you're proving moment to say, okay, I do belong in that top five, top four. So I can see that. I completely agree. But like I said, I think it's in the UFC's best interest
1: have to, to, the
0: fight. To, to, to give them an easier opponent. To then allow him to set him up for a fight against a top 10, top five in the in the heavyweight ranking. And then you can have, other than Steepy, an all black top five in the heavyweight division. I just have to say it. I just have to My say man, it. I had to clap. I had to clap. <laughs> but because uh, the truth is, I think the scariest win in the heavyweight division has to be Derek Lewis. Nobody wants to fight Derrick Lewis. Um yes. of course oh, yeah. I, listen, DC I know more... we know in Ganu, but what I listen, I mean DC is the goal, DC is retiring. This I don't think this is fighting another heavyweight fight after this one. If he does, yeah, it's gonna be John Jones, know. but that's it. Yeah, that's it. That's it. And well, the reason I say this, because let's be honest, even for Steep derrick Derek Lewis is a scary fight. Am I wrong? Mm, no, Nganu and Blades. I do. I, first of all, let's put in Ganu on a different planet. <laughs>
1: okay, okay, the, okay, okay, okay.
0: this man's a specimen.
1: Hey, I had one blades though.
0: I still feel like Derek Lewis is just a scarier, scarier dude. Because we know Derek Lewis. Even did you? Which fight was it? Oh, I'm trying to remember when he fought the uh, the white guy, and it was not even a great fight. They were both gassed out. Was it and Nelson? And then last second, Derek Lewis in the third, third quarter. I think there was maybe like 45 seconds. Yeah, hit him with Nelson. an overhand right. Yeah. No, it wasn't. It wasn't Roy Nelson. Come on, Big Country Nelson. You can't forget him. Nobody can forget, it him forget with his forget. big yeah, ass it stomach.
1: But this is the thing with um, Derek Lewis. I love him because every fight, it's entertaining. It's entertaining. You mean the post-fight interview? The yeah, I mean, the post-fight. Those, those are amazing. The balls were hot. <laughs> you know? But the thing is with Derek Lewis is this. He has reached his peak.
0: I don't, I don't disagree with you. It he feels has reached like his it. peak
1: and I don't see him fighting. I mean, I can see him fight the other people like at People who are above him, like we're talking about Junior DeSantos, he's going to pull up that, you know, big knockout. If he does it. He, he can fight against blades. Let's forget about yeah, Ganu. Yeah. He can fight back, you know. But the problem is with Derek Lewis is this. I think he's reached his peak and mentally he's not there anymore. It's like, yo, I am, you know, I have knocked out people. I have reached this level. I didn't expect I would, I would be there. That's it. But at the to same the time- contrary, to the contrary, I'm going to do a segue. We're talking about Jesus, the Cuban Jesus, Jesus Cuban, Masvidal.
0: <laughs> yo, Jesus.
1: this guy, he's a, it's a rebirth man right now. Yeah, yeah. He's <sighs> going through a rebirth. Like everybody, not everybody, but at one point, Masvidal, he was like, yo, you know what? This guy is going to be a stepping stone. But now he's coming back, and it's like, It's a good point. No, it's a good
0: point. Uh, You know, for the Derek Lewis, um, I think also one thing that falls into play, his back injury. And you've seen it the last two fights. Look, we can say, because the one thing I always say when it comes to these heavyweights, other than DC, even No, no, no. Other than DC, you'll see the point I'm making. Other than, than DC, you get to a certain level unless you decide to really take off that weight,
1: Thank to you. really
0: be more athletic. Thank you. You can't re- you won't allow yourself to take it to the next level. The only reason DC can is because DC fought at light heavyweight. And once he's and it's still a big weight cut for him to get to light heavyweight to 205. So when he's fighting at heavyweight and he's able to be 240, 250. And one thing we gotta realize this has been a big guy for most of his life. So he knows how to carry that the weight. Adult. He can still move quick. Not going through that weight cut allows him to be even more explosive stronger, but guys like Derek Lewis, who looks like he started training, came at 260, and finished training, came at 252, that do not that's nothing. That's right nothing. Up. But uh, before we get back to your next point, I want to talk about the other fight that was on that card, Leon Edwards versus your boy, RDA. <sighs> RDA. And like I was saying, he used to your be boy, RDA, is that stepping stone now. He is, he is. In a division that's starting to look really full of talent.
1: It is full time. Right? Not even looking. It's no, really it's really full, of full.
0: You look at that top eight, even top ten, and the truth is RDA. I mean, no disrespect to him. He's been. I say stepping stone because he's been getting stepped over lately. Yeah, and true, and uh, very soon enough, they are gonna need to take him out of that top five, and he might have to fall to ten. I don't
1: think he's in the top five. Well, he
0: was when he was fighting Leon Edwards, right? Oh, Leon gosh. Edwards was ranked 12th fighting oh, wow. RDA, and. He pretty much a tactical fight, and he pretty much handled your boy. It was a five round five. He really handled your boy.
1: Trust me, it was a beautiful fight. I was watching it, it from Leon, a, right? Yes, it was a beautiful like the way he he fought. And I think he he also wanted to prove something because people have been like uh criticizing him that he couldn't make all the way yeah like five rounds all the way to five rounds. That's right, and he had but, to prove something. Yo, my brother Leon, he was like. Watch me doing it. But let me
0: ask you a question. Yeah. Is Leon Edwards an efi- exciting fighter? He is. You know what? I think for, for, for real is. UFC fans that understand the technique and what it takes, I think he is. But for the casual fan, Leon Edwards just don't finish people, right? That's the thing. He does finish
1: people. What are you talking about? Well, come on. Let's. This let's... is one of his only fights he didn't finish people. But the only problem people don't talk about him often is because usually when they put him on, like, on, on, on some of the cards, they put him on, on UFC nights. Or they put him on the yeah, European because the thing, scene. because the thing is he they does They put things. him on the European scene. And look, listen, maybe I'm only looking at these two
0: fights this year, but both of them went to decision. He fought Gunnar Nelson, went to decision, three-round decision. Okay. RDA, five-round decision. But do you see but how he, let me see. He, was, he was, like, killing him? Listen, in his last four fights, he has one TKO. And he was literally, check this, round three, four minutes and 59 seconds. You see what I mean? Yeah, he did it though. No, but that's what I'm saying. He pretty much went the distance, and he goes the distance. And the thing is, Leon Edwards is an amazing fighter. He's a top. He he's an elite fighter in that division. But the truth is, he just doesn't have that cachet. He doesn't have that visibility. He doesn't have that popularity. And I don't know if you heard him calling out Masvidal, but and you, know you know what? <laughs> but with that three-piece in a soda, and I, I loved it. Loved it. And I loved it. But the thing is, this. It's. It's. I mean, no disrespect. I felt like he had to. He just didn't sell it enough, right? Let me be honest with you. Are you? Are you? Are they doing that fight? Do you think Dana White's doing that fight right now? Who's harder? There's nobody harder than Masvidal in the UFC right now. Not a uh, single person harder. So right you're now. gonna
1: okay, okay, okay. But this is the actually thing, I yeah. take that back. Your boy John Jones is hot off the press. <laughs> so this is the thing. Are you gonna give a fight? Are you gonna like have uh, Masvidal fight Kamaro?
0: This is so we know the problem is this. There is the Kobe Convicton fighting um, Robbie Lawler coming up. Okay. And I think Dana White is waiting to see the outcome of this before he makes the the title shot decision. Your boy Kamaru Usman is still dealing with an injury. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I think once we determine who's winning this one, right, once we determine who wins that fight, I think it's an easy decision. I believe Dana's not going to give Robbie Lawler a title shot.
1: If Kobe wins...
0: If Kobe wins, now he has a hard decision. Do I give Kobe Covington a fight? And I think the truth is he's not giving Kobe Covington. Because for all the BS Kobe Covington is doing, make America great again, he's not that popular. People still don't he's rock not, with yeah. him. He's doing all of this to get more fans, to yeah. get people to, to watch him, to get people to hate him, to hopefully want to see him lose. But there's one thing. You but say, but yeah. Masvidal is still hard off the press. And after that five second knockout, the fastest knockout, we can't wait to see him get in the next shot. And you made a great point. I love it. You're saying it's a rebirth, it's a revival. And I completely agree with you. Now the question is, I think the UFC, like you said, they're great at marketing. They gotta capitalize. You cannot let this go and not capitalize off that. But there's
1: there's another piss in that division you forgot about. Don't say Tyrone. Yeah. The truth is so when you're going through a re- rebirth, you have to fight the chosen one, man. No, you
0: don't. Because you know what? You know, but you know what? Yeah. On a scale of one to ten, how much does Dana like like Tyrone? Four. Maybe one? Four to Maybe yeah. minus four? Yeah. Okay. So yeah. you know Tyrone's yeah. not getting a title. Ty- yeah. Tyrone's yeah. gonna go through at least two hard fights.
1: No, I think he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna fight between uh,
0: how about I bet you anything? Dana is gonna force him. He's gonna try to set up a fight between him and Ben Askren.
1: This is what thing he's going to do. He's going to give Masvidal Leon. He's going to give... Uh, oh, he already gave Colby and uh, Lawler. And, and the winner, it, Yeah. by the time like you know those fights happen, Kamal will be like uh, already healed. And one of them will fight Because
0: a possibility that I did see is the winner of Robbie Lawler, Kobe Covington, could fight Masvidal. And that, that could be for the number one contender. I could see that happening. And that creates a lot of excitement. But the problem is what's left for that title shot. And I'm being honest with you. Dana doesn't like Tyrone Woodley. You don't have to be a genius to figure this out. Dana's definitely, I listen, I can bet you anything right now. Dana's not giving Tyrone Woodley that rematch. Because the funny thing is if there's one person who deserved it for how much he's dominated that division, it should be Tyrone but i got a feeling dana is gonna set up remember i told you that woodley Wonderboy thompson three i got a feeling he's gonna do uh, it and you know what's funny you know we go watch uh, it. we're gonna watch it because you know it. i love my boy wonder boy so you
1: know i'm gonna uh, watch. I it. love my boy chosen one man. Me you too. know it you know Me it too
0: so i think that's more of a possibility than anything but i just feel listen i mean no disrespect but the shady guy that dana white is he has the capital of Masvidal. And the truth is, man, I might, like, listen, lately, I'll be honest, I haven't paid for UFC. I just might pay for that UFC is Masvidal, if they put up a good card, that is. I guess who? Masvidal versus, uh, India? versus, versus, no, Kamaru. Kamaru?
1: Nah, I don't think Masvidal. And that's another
0: problem with your boy Kamaru, he doesn't finish fights. And that's why I think Dana's going to make it that. It's you up, though. Oh, don't. First of all, listen, I'm going to say <laughs> this. you up. By the way, that fight against Tyron Woodley, I was watching it at my boy's house. We had a couple of friends over, and one of these guys said it was boring, and I lost it on him. I'm like, You don't know,
1: you don't know You MMA. don't know. That's the and thing, I straight up told want- him,
0: I told him, I'm like, you don't know MME. This is probably one of the most impressive it dominant was, performances I've seen in my life. Just saying, is it me? This guy did not lose a second of a that. Second. Fight. And if it's up to me, if I'm a judge, this all should have been 10-8 rounds. It shouldn't have been
1: 10-9. It should have been 10-8. The dominance this guy showed. And did you know he had a broken foot? I know, I know, I know, Bro. I know. He reminds me of, and I know people crazy. don't, I mean, I know people don't like to hear this, but the way he's, on that fight, his performance uh, reminds me of, no, you know who I actually mentioned? Mighty Mouse. Oh, okay, okay. Mighty Mouse, because he reminds me of Mighty Mouse, he reminds me of, Tony Ferguson. I thought you were going to say GSP. I mean, no, and maybe GSP, because I'm looking at the takedown, nah, the ground control. Nah. The thing is with GSP is this. GSP took his time. Yes, he took you down. But the thing is with Kamar when you saw that fight, he was on, he was breathing on in his face. Yeah. Like it was like, Whatever you go... You're not getting a You're space. not getting... I'm not even giving you, and like, by the one way, meter. That was
0: actually a genius game plan. Because if you look at Tyrone Woodley, look at his fight against Damian Maya, Look at his fight against Wonderboy Thompson. What does he do? The funny thing is you would think Wonderboy Thompson got the advantage of the distance because of his reach. There we go. But no... But look at the Darren Till fight. He used the space. And when then, Darren Till attacked, timed it right. Like that pose. counter was beautiful. And Kamaru Usman... If that was the game plan, all respect to him. He crowded this man's face from the beginning. Beginning. He gave Woodley no air to breathe. And man, you should have seen me. I lost my shit on that dude. I told him, you don't know shit about what you're talking about. Because to me, that was probably the most dominant performance I've ever seen in a UFC
1: fight. That's what I'm saying. Like, he reminded me of Mighty Miles when he was still in UFC. Because Mighty Miles, he He was so dominant. But in a sense of like... He didn't let you breathe. Yeah. He didn't even give you two steps. No, my man. He would be in your key, like in your face and never let you breathe. That's I all. Like, when I saw it, I was so impressed. And you know how like I love my man. Yeah, we love Tyrone. But you know what? I was watching that fight, and I'm like, you I was it. clapping. I was yeah. like, you know what? Yo, this, I was
0: just like woo.
1: you. And I knew you
0: felt it because we were texting yeah, that. Yeah, man. I knew you felt it because I watched that fight, and I was literally, by the third round, I was literally in shock. Like, I'm like, this is
1: really happening. It is. And you
0: could see by the fourth round, Woodley didn't want to be there. He anymore. didn't want to be there. He really did not want to be I there. I think he, he
1: realized I wasn't prepared for this no. guy. No, he really
0: wasn't. He wasn't. He really wasn't. So, and that's scary because we've seen Woodley being outsized, out. you know, guys looking over towering him, bigger than him, longer than him. But Kamari looked like just, he looked like Woodley didn't belong there. That's why when you try to tell me your boy chosen one, I'm sorry, but I feel like after getting your ass whooped like this, you got to change your name.
1: How about this? <laughs> I hope that you better send this uh, podcast to Dana, especially <laughs> this minute, because I'm going to propose something. How about we give Fidal to Leon? I mean, Colby and uh, Laura, uh, Laura, right? Already fighting, so the winner Kobe and no, 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 the winner. We're talking about like you know, Kobe still fights Laura, uh, Leon fights Masvidal, Mm -hmm. and then let's organize the first UFC in Africa. We have Kamaru and Woodley. Hold on, we have Nganu, we have Adesanya there. Trust me, my African people, they're gonna love But first of all, by the way, I don't know if you know, but
0: news is out. The Adesanya Whitaker is happening in New Zealand. I know that. So it's happening in New Zealand. Um, first of all, one, you're right. UFC needs to I'm scared, right.
1: of, that I'm scared to of that fight. For, for your boy Adesanya. I am. You know why He's being too, so, too he's confident. been, not even too confident, but he's been wilding right now. And also
0: one thing he doesn't realize is all the fighting he's been doing is just, and especially the fight against Gastelum, started to expose some of his weaknesses. Here it and up. the thing with with Whitaker is he doesn't stop. Whitaker doesn't, got the stamina. Ooh, he's got the stamina, and, and he,
1: he, he, can punch, he can take a punch.
0: And he can take a punch. And your boy Adesanya doesn't hit hard. Here we go. That's up. so you're right. It is a tough fight. But what I love about Adesanya, he should be called the chosen one. You see the way he carries himself. It's almost like a guy. He knows the weight of the sh- the weight of the world's on his shoulders. But he's like, I'm just gonna park this on the couch, and then I'll come back and carry that weight when I'm done. I, I listen. I love the I love the bravado, and I'm not gonna lie. Just for as a black man, I would love to see the UFC finally get three, two, three, four, you know, black I mean, champions. But black keep, skin. But I'm gonna keep it real though. It's a, you know, it's a hard one. It's you a know why one. I'm
1: scared of uh, for that fight It's because of Desanya. Right now, I follow him like uh, on social media. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sorry, man. This guy is living his best life ever, which it's just good. However, dude, I don't see you getting ready.
0: But the difference is this: because you're saying he's living his best life,
1: right? Yeah. But he's not doing John Jones style,
0: and for that reason Whoa. alone, and for that reason alone, I trust <laughs> you had to bring that. One. No, no. But the reason I say that, not even through shade, is because what was he doing before UFC? He was a kickboxer, so the discipline is already there. Yeah, but this guy, got, you have to maintain. No, this is what you don't realize. You All he's to. doing, now that he has the means, is actually going on vacation, actually doing things that he couldn't afford before. Okay. This guy's putting okay. in the work. Okay. I promise you, Addison is putting
1: in the work. I can see it. Listen, the things that he's saying... I'm roaring for him, by the way. You know that. Of course, of course. But I'm just I'm scared that he's, he's going to actually disrespect Whitaker. Because Whitaker has been, like, disrespected for so long by so many fighters. But every single time he he walks in the octagon, this guy is a beast. He reminds me of that Anthony Lionheart Smith. (laughs) Thank you, Anthony Smith. Smith.
0: Yeah, good point. Good point. And I see what you mean. And it's true. It's true. But the truth is, just like Anthony Smith, Michael Whitaker, the problem is he's not intimidating. When he speaks, when he approaches, it's not very much intimidating. Yeah, but to be honest, I agree with you, man. I can't wait. It's it sets up for an amazing fight in uh in uh, Melbourne, Mel- Melbourne, Australia. I can't speak for yeah. that. Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be nice. It's gonna be nice. But you know the funny thing is, tell me if I'm wrong. The reason we're excited about this fight is because there's nobody left in that division. I'm I'm, I'm sorry wrong, man, to say true. there true. really isn't. Yeah. Right? Who's the next guy? Kevin Gostelum. and I mean no disrespect for Kevin. He's got a great career. He might just retire as a tournament. A lot of improvement he did. Oh, big respect. By the way, that fight without the senior, he gained my respect. Same here. He
1: gained my respect. Same here.
0: But that doesn't excite me. That's not going to get me to go out of my way to go watch a UFC to see him fight for the title. Where is
1: um, Anthony Pettis? Uh
0: Pettis went down to He went down again? Then is is at 145, I believe. God damn it, man.
1: He needs to retire, man. Yeah, even started. his little brother just went down. Do I'm mean? like, come on, man. The what do you whole
0: mean? Pettis beat Hey, Yo, listen. Maybe we it's talking me- about what time? Maybe, maybe i What about RDA? Maybe I'm Listen, first of all, you're talking like five years ago. Move on. Thank you. Move on. Those was Anthony on. Pettis. Move on. <laughs> Show. Move on. <laughs> By the way, best nickname in the game, Showtime. We gotta give it to him. Yo, but let's talk about the the next one. Next UFC coming up, 240 in Edmonton, actually. I know you were talking about we should go down. Hell no. Uh, Ain't nothing getting me to go to Edmonton. Vancouver. And the truth is, this card is pretty weak. (laughs) I mean, at the end of the day, if there's a card with Max Holloway and Frankie Edgar, you know I'm going to watch. Uh, Chris Cyborg, after getting dismantled by the Lioness, Amanda Nunes. I want a 7-5. You want to see Chris Cyborg go to the hospital? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm up for yeah. it too. <laughs> I'm definitely up for it because to be honest, pay for after that. what I saw that first fight, I don't think Chris Cyborg did even stand a chance against Amanda Ooh. Nunes But we time. won that fight too. And the thing is, Amanda wants that Brazilian. fight yeah. and Chris don't want it because yeah. she
1: knows what's good but for her. But
0: she, oh, she better take it. But let me ask you for real. What do you know about uh, Felicia Spencer that Cyborg's fighting this Saturday? Nothing, man. So that's the co-main event, 7-0 and uh, for Felicia Spencer. It got me really intrigued, to be completely honest oh, with you. How, oh, why? But I got no idea who she is. But the problem is, too, it's because that weight class is very new, right? And before that, we only knew Chris Cyborg. There and before that, be- nobody wanted to fight Cyborg. There we go. And now that Amanda kind of saw a little chink this in the armor, the- I feel like a
1: lot of people want to step in. This is the problem that happened with Cyborg. And I thing that keeps happening with Cyborg, it's a lot of women are scared to fight her. Except 100%. for Lioness. Except for Lioness. So, some girls actually accept those fights just because they want to be under the spotlight. It's the money. They want to get paid. Anyway, they want to get paid. I don't Which think it's for the spotlight, spotlight
0: because yeah, I mean, I mean, most spotlight. of these women get their
1: ass whooped. Yeah, yeah. But you get the money and they're like, oh, you know, that you girl. 50, 50 more followers. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> you know what? Here it's we go. 50. 50, you know. <laughs> hey. So, uh, but this is the thing. But at least they accept, and I applaud actually those, yeah. those those ladies that accept those fights. But prior to Nunes, nobody wanted. Nobody wanted. Nobody wanted to. Nobody wanted to fight Cyborg, and it was
0: the UFC actually had a problem fighting her opponent because girls would not accept the fight.
1: And you know, your girl used to dodge her, Ronda Rousey.
0: Yes, hundred percent. We've known we've known this for some time. You know, right? But let me ask you something: Would you fight Cyborg? Would I fight Cyborg? Hell yeah. You only say that because Amanda beat her. Now, let me ask you, would no, no, you no, fight no, Nunes? I would fight I would Nunes. not fight Nunes. I don't know what's wrong Why? with all you men lying to Why? yourself. What? Yo, the male ego is it's really like, fragile. No, 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 no. no, no. You see, not- you
1: see, I saw you coming with a male versus female. Not even. The, the reason, reason, like, he, let, l- listen to me. The reason I, I said, like, I would fight, like, not even the side. The reason I was, I'd fight, like, Nunes, this girl, she's so skilled. It's like talking about like, oh, would you ball with this guy? No, no. Or no. would you like just play soccer with this difference. guy?
0: There's a difference. Because you know what? As skilled as Nunez is, you're not gonna remember one thing when you wake up from that knockout. It's
1: all right. It's all right. It's all right. <laughs> you, 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 just sparring. Let's talk talk about fighting but sparring. Okay. Let's yeah, talk yeah, about sparring. Yeah, yeah, but sparring, I would have done that. I don't know if you saw the okay.
0: I don't know if you saw the entourage movie where dude had to get yeah. in the ring with Ronda for yeah. for 30 was, seconds. A... Bro, light work, light work. Me, I would have I would have started this fight, front kick to the chest, <laughs> then <laughs> run away from it Ronda. That's all I would have done. And right. you know, even if she got me on the ground, I'm keeping those hands tucked in. Cause I know all she got is that is that arm bar.
1: That's you know, all you, I mean. You know what I was gonna I was gonna do? <laughs> if I fight against like Nunes or Sparrow against Nunes, first and second, running around uh, the... straight car, up. Straight like my up, boy, John Jones. When he's finishing his fight, <laughs> yeah. running around. That's right it. By the way,
0: just to be clear, we're not condoning any sort of domestic violence or fighting women. I'm not, not for that at Here all. I go. We're just talking it in MMA, of course. In the octagon. In the octagon. Thank you. Still, with gloves. Hypothetically, hypothetically. There we go. Uh, so, that main event for 240 this Saturday Max Holloway, Frankie Edgar. <laughs> not Frankie Edgar's first title shot, not his first title shot at Featherweight. Um, so two things I want to well three things I want to ask you what does this fight do for Max Holloway for his legacy what does it do for Frankie Edgar and in nothing. his legacy and then I got another question for you after that
1: for Max Holloway legacy nothing nada. <laughs> he's gonna win that's it put in the drawer that's it
0: <laughs> yeah, I love how you simplified
1: that yeah I'm sorry man like why did they give like uh, why did they give it to Edgar yeah I understand Edgar yeah he's gonna show up straight dude He's gonna show his heart, right? But the level Max Holloway exactly. is in right he's on right now. And Frank uh Frankie Edgar, it's different. Man. I'm me, sorry. So
0: let me rephrase my question. What does a win do for Max Holloway? And what does a win do for Frankie Edgar?
1: Start with mm, Frankie. Okay. With Frankie, this is gonna be a huge upset. If he does, hundred percent. It's a huge upset. I won't lie to you. It's gonna be a huge upset and uh Everybody's going to talk about it, and then Holloway is going to be like, you know what, I want a rematch, and whatsoever, but what does he do to Max Holloway? Nothing. Nothing. It's like giving like a little, I'm sorry, Frankie Edgar, I, I appreciate you, I respect you, but it's like giving like a little mouth to a snake
0: that's a good point. But look at it this way, though. From a career standpoint, if Frankie Edgar is able to win this, we agree it's going to be a huge upset. But it also kind of adds to his legacy. I mean, Frankie Edgar is already a legend, right? A win there is going to really just solidify him as maybe, you know, we can make a case. Well, I, look, we're not going to put him as a goal, but I mean, let's not forget how he was amazing at lightweight. He was an amazing lightweight. He put on some he put on some some fights for the history books. I remember Green Maynard, those two fights with Green Maynard. Just amazing. Those are some of the I think those are the fights that made me really become a
1: UFC fan. Right? But but you see the thing, I'm sorry to interrupt you. The thing that pissed me off is this. Who did he fight this year? Yeah, very good point. Nobody. His last fight was against Cobb Swanson. Oof. Yeah, that is.
0: That was
1: like April. Yeah. You see, this is the problem that, you know, when you have a division that we have someone who's, like, dominating. Yeah, and that was April of last year. Of and last you know, the year. Funny thing, and a we, whole
0: fucking year. And before that, he lost to Brian Ortega. But here
1: we go. And yeah. a whole fucking year, and then, sorry to swear, but, you know, a whole freaking year, you're off, and then all of a sudden you have, like, a title shot. But, but at the same
0: time, to look at that division, Max Holloway already ran through the division. And now it's at a situation where it's like, who do we give a fight to make it exciting? And the truth is, it just ends up being one of those, because it's Holloway, because it's Frankie Edgar, because of their name, we're going to watch. But there is no other. Is there even a better fight? Are you going to
1: watch that fight? I that's will. the question. I, I probably will. Are you going to watch it live will. or are you going to watch it the day after?
0: Funny thing is, I'm only watching it for the podcast because I got to talk about it. I sure. <laughs> all about. Yeah, yeah, right? it. But one thing, the last question I wanted to ask you, I have a problem with this. But I'm hearing all the talks about Max Holloway, greatest featherweight of all time. Where you stand on that? Huh. Huh. That's a very good question. If you want to all go first, this is my problem go with first, it. Go first, yeah. This is my problem with it. Um, don't get me wrong. What Max Holloway is doing to this division now, you look at his last three years, impressive. Dominant. Okay. I would say even more dominant than than Conor McGregor's run Okay. in the featherweight division. But let's not disrespect what Jose Aldo has done. Thank and you. When you. That's ask, what I was going and to. And when you ask Ooh. Max Holloway, he tells you himself Jose Aldo is the greatest. And my thing is that I understand Max Holloway beat and beat decisively Jose Aldo. Like It was a decisive It was. It was,
1: it was. It was. Right? It was,
0: it was. But my thing is Jose Aldo's run is impressive. Because to me, it's How the same years? thing. 10 years? What was it? 10 years Ten undefeated? 10 years. Yep. It's the same thing as to me saying Max Holloway is the greatest, it's like saying... Henry Sohudo is the
1: greatest fan. Thank you. I was thinking about the same. Right?
0: It bothers me. You can't that, say something cannot. like this after right. the run that Demetrius Johnson had. And I feel the same way about Jose Aldo and another person who had that but clearly lost that after admitting to it. cheating. I don't know if it's your boy, but I would say your boy, TJ Dillashaw. I was so upset when I heard Joe oh. Rogan said he's the greatest. Uh, what was it? Bentham weight. I'm like, uh, and you know what's the worst? No. No, no, Jay, I need you to hear this. I'm like, Joe Rogan, you work with Dominic Cruz. How do you have the boss to say this? And if and I'm Dominic Cruz. I'm surprised Dominic Cruz ain't said nothing about it. Because to me, is there a better champion? First of all, Domin- DJ Dillashaw never beat Dominic Cruz. Never. never Dominic got, Cruz. He got beat up. Strikeforce champ, yep. USC champ. Fought everybody there is to fight in that division. He got bitter. the only person left is Henry Sohudo for him to fight at this point. Yeah. And let's not forget, you know who you know who Dominic Cruz beat? Demetrius Johnson. Yep. So this is my problem, and I feel like I'm very disappointed because I'm a big Joe Rogan fan. I'm very disappointed when I hear him say shit like that. It's because I'm like, you're or supposed to be not just an historian, but you're supposed to relay the history of the game to others because you got millions of casual fans that are tuning in to watch those fights. And when you say something like this, guys are going to run with it. And I mean no disrespect. I understand you want to promote the sport. You want to get it to another level. But don't say Max Holloway is the greatest of all time. Say he's on pace. But listen, nobody said Tyron Woodley was the greatest of all time. We knew he was on pace. Maybe two more wins away. Two week. more wins, yeah. But listen, we're not going to disrespect what GSP did in that
1: division. We cannot. We cannot. Right? That's so the thing.
0: that's where I stand on. That's how I feel.
1: And I think it's complete disrespect, especially actually, to these legends. Actually, I was thinking about the same thing. And I want to add more because Jose... Jose Aldo, he was the champion for 10 years. That's right. He cleared the division. Like literally. He put some some of those fighters on retirement. 100%. Has Max Holloway done that yet? No. I was oh, checking no. the featherweight division right now. Mm-hmm. It's weak. It very weak as work. weak as fuck. I understand why they they brought in uh Frankie Edgar. I understand. But the thing is. Right now, you cannot talk about him as the greatest of all time. Yeah. But the good thing I, I like about Holloway is he acknowledged, acknowledged that. that. You know what, Jose? This is the other um, reason that I don't like Cerrudo because this little guy, he thinks he is the world. I'm like, dude, just beat up everybody, clear the whole division, start a new division the same way Mighty Mouse did.
0: Yeah, we're gonna talk but but this is the thing you gotta get yeah, to. we're gonna talk but this is the thing you you gotta get though the truth is it's pretty much kind of did what you just said think oh, about oh. it oh yeah so, so hudo? Yeah. he didn't he hasn't i, had, I know yeah, you're gonna tell man. me you, i know you're gonna tell me he hasn't claimed the division but who is there to fight for the, the, so look at it this way so hudo single-handedly saved that sorry benthamweight right
1: yeah yeah right. that
0: benthamweight yeah. division yeah Cause right before that, know what was talking about completely eliminating. I know, yeah. right? Yeah. And now he is the flyweight champ,
1: Yeah.
0: the double champ, right? And who is there? Do we care about anyone who's fighting at Bantamweight? Be hundred percent honest with him. Nobody
1: else. So that's my point. Yeah, so right. as much
0: as you can say he didn't clean, he. I pretty mean, much we used did. to
1: have Benavides. What is he? We don't talk no, to. No, him. nobody cares about Benavides right. right now. So right? Let's so say we don't
0: all give. All this I'm saying is this. Big shout-out to Sohudo. I love the... I love down, Listen, down. this is what I always say, right? What it takes for the greats to be great, it's for us to judge, but for them to be great. And what I mean is this. People forget Michael Jordan was an arrogant bastard. Uh, Michael Jordan was not the nicest dude, right? Larry Bird talk a lot of shit. Reggie Miller talked a lot of smack. And you know what? If that's what it takes for these guys to be great, who are we to tell them? This guy comes with a stupid snake thing you, that you he, he does every... Brief, you see, it was no, the know, face I off Yeah,
1: I understand. But you know who was like uh, one of the arrogant I've I've never liked, who? Black Mamba. But I respected him. I respected him because when he was on the court, he backed it up. So though, yeah, he did. But he hasn't done like let's him let's him fight that uh, TJ De La. But, but but this is I'm actually he... gonna go for TJ because this is first the of thing... all,
0: TJ is a cheater. You keep, okay, you keep supporting well, cheaters.
1: So I'm whatever, whatever. <laughs> whatever but the thing is mighty mouse was never cheater and you know and i remember you were saying like mighty mouse is the most technician per like fighter even joe rogan said it like most technician fighter you've ever seen people who don't know mma who who have never done or tried to do mma they would never understand that but the good thing i have to do props to him actually for being business acumen he lost that he was like okay i'm out because we don't get along with dana I'm going to get the money in, uh, is it in K1? Yeah, and the thing is,
0: uh, his, his, his manager, I think uh, has some link to to, to to one to one
1: fighting. Yeah, one fighting. There yeah, you go. I'm like, you see, that's business acumen. Yeah. Yeah. But your question, Tori, I agree with you. Max Holloway, no, we have Jose Aldo first. Serudo, no, we have Mighty Mouse first. Great. Sorry for you guys, but hey. It
0: is what it is.
1: So, wrapping up the UFC talking,